you, everybody. Hey, guys. We are kind of jumping into the second part of a conversation that we started last week. Yeah. So if you didn't see, uh, who knows what we're going to call this thing. Yeah. Um, working nine to five or just joking. Yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> how, how work is. On the way is. to make a living. <laughs> Stumble out of bed, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Dolly, if you're listening, help us out. <laughs> yeah, but um, so yeah, our what, our conversation that we started last week. So go listen to that one first if you have yeah. it. We're kind of talking about uh, work and business a little bit, and work uh, that prepares us, work that pays the bills. We the I workplace know in 2021, like how it, how the how workplace changing, is changing, what people want from companies. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of thing but then also kind of we want to dive into like work that challenges us work that's meaningful and work that fills our soul yeah and so the last episode we kind of um focused on our work that pays the bills and work that prepares us Mm -hmm. and kind of the the jobs that we've had and the ways that the things that we learned about some of our first jobs and and how we didn't realize that it was preparing us for what we're doing now and that type of thing but um, it was really fun. We, it was a really fun conversation. Yeah. So we're excited to continue that conversation on today. Um, so this this episode, I want to talk about work that I think it's important. I think that kind of um, the the greatest generation and the boomer generation were sort of more like workplace loyalty, like get yeah. a career, like work there for 30 or 40 years, have a retirement that like that stability is super, uh-huh. super important. And I think my generation kind of really started introducing the concept of, and, and I'm 43. So I'm like a Gen Xer, like the end of Gen okay. X. And so I think kind of in my generation, we really started bringing out the concept of actually doing work that was meaningful. It was really important to us to do work that was meaningful. And I think that your generation, which you're um, the what are you, millennial, you gen, I millennial, just, I just identify y. as a millennial. Yeah. And then even with Gen, the next gen after you, I think that you guys are even more pulling into like, I actually want to get something out of working for a company. I actually want to make a difference in the world mm-hmm. by not only working for companies, but the t- companies that I choose to spend my money in yeah. and partner with. And um, and I think that that we're uh, we're kind of getting away from that like brand loyalty of like I'm a I'm a Nissan person mm-hmm. and I'm only going to buy a Nissan and I'm never going to look at any of the the competitors, competitors yeah. and I, I'm going to judge them by, mm-hmm. um, by their, by longevity. And I think that we're kind of getting away from judging somebody by longevity. There's just so many people in the world that are like, that are really coming into this concept of like, just because we've always done it this way, that doesn't mean that it's the best way anymore. Our, oh yeah. Our culture is just so rapidly changing in the business world and, and the workforce mm-hmm. is just so rapidly changing. But I want to talk about work that's meaningful because I think that's important to our generations and not to not to knock anything that the people before us valued, but we just happen to value, I think, a little bit different stuff mm-hmm. than like um, working someplace for 30 years, 40 years and having a pension and yeah. retiring. And, and, and that's I think the, we're, the, like the we're thankful all. for those people, too. We're thankful for, for sure. our grandparents and for them working 50 years at a company. So they have a retirement. Mm-hmm. You know, we're thankful for 
that kind of stuff. I'm thankful for like learning from them and then having my parents learn from them and saying, mm, maybe we're going to try it a little different. Yeah. That's okay to try it a little bit different. Yeah. Like we need, uh, I was listening to the newest pod, uh, podcast, uh, Battle Ready. Ooh, and it was yeah. one of their older ones mm-hmm. that they redid. I think it's called Resiliency. And Erwin was talking about him and his brother were, one of their first jobs was they were working at in an orange farm. Oh, wow. They were picking oranges. And he's like, dude, that was hard work. Like, he's For like, sure. well, you didn't realize, like, how cut up you get. You're getting trees. You're getting all this stuff down. He said, well, at the end of the day, his boss told him, he's like, listen, guys, I'm going to pay for the gas to put in your car so you can get home, but don't bother coming back. <gasps> like, you did not pick enough oranges to even pay for your gas. Oh, my gosh. But he said he learned from, there was this older guy, this gentleman. This was from when he lived in El, Sal- El Salvador. Mm-hmm. And he said there was a guy, um, an older gentleman, who uh, would he could not get up in the trees and pick it how, like, how the boss had taught everybody to do it. Right. But he invented this little, like, hook where he would sit in a lawn chair reach up to the tree, shake it, and all the oranges would fall into this basket, and he would lower it down, fill up his bucket. He said that this older guy filled up, like, three buckets when they only had filled up one bucket through the day. And he was like, he said from that moment is when, in his mind, he committed himself to being like, I will, yes, I will never do it how someone's always done it, just because it's how it's worked, it's how it's done. Mm, I will look into the finding out how to do it maybe better, maybe worse, We'll figure it out. They mm-hmm. said, I'm always going to be looking for some, how to do it different. Wow. Because that guy, if that guy would have never done it, he would have been up in the tree. He wasn't able to get up in a tree anymore. He wouldn't have had a job. No, he would have been out of, he would be on the street. But he figured out. What's the saying about uh, necessity being the mother of invention? Something like that. Necessity being the mother of invention? Mm-hmm. Like having to do something? Or like, what do you mean? Nece- like, it's necessary. Like, you have to. Oh, You yeah. have to figure out a way. Otherwise, I mean, it's self-preservation kicking in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But that, yeah, that's super fascinating. And I, 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 I really liked that. I was like, oh man, that is so cool. Not everyone's gonna invent something, but learning in your workplace how to like do it differently is Heck not yeah. bad because that's how we keep. A, that's how we stay afloat and how we live. Mm-hmm. I re- we can't. Sometimes it's about surviving. Yeah. I remember when. Okay, so I'm gonna go back a little bit to the work that pays the bills. But I, when I worked at McDonald's, they instituted 29 cent, 39 cent hamburger and cheese cheeseburger day. Mm-hmm. So 29 cent hamburgers, 39 cent cheeseburgers, and people went insane. Yeah. And you guys, I never cared about how fast I made a cheeseburger for before at McDonald's. But when you have every single customer, because we had a 20. 20 burger limit mm-hmm. you could only order 20 oh, hamburgers shoot. or 20 cheeseburgers and people every single car were ordering 20 cheeseburgers what they would take them they would put them in their freezer they would go fill they would feed their dogs they would feed all their friends like it was Yikes. high school kids paying okay. you know ha- however many dollars for however i don't remember it was like five bucks or whatever for like 20 cheeseburgers or 20 hamburgers i can't remember exactly i'm not good at math right now but um but i never cared about the shaving precious fractions of a second Mm -hmm. to be able to we were cranking out these hamburgers and these cheeseburgers like crazy i think i got carpal tunnel from wrapping (laughs) how many cheeseburgers from wrapping (laughs) 
thousands of cheeseburgers a day, right? Yeah. And so like I remember just like how just thinking like how can I shave time because we were just getting buried in and people were we used to have this this like standard they wanted us to be able to like we called it HBO hand the bag out when they pulled up to the window we wanted to be able to hand the bag out the window and oh, trade the yeah. money for the car the 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 money for the burgers mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And so we had, we're like, we're never hitting HBO when it on 29 cent, 39 cent cheeseburger week or whatever, because it was just like, we're going to yeah. never cared about personal. I got to where like, I was so fast at like, I would get like, cause we had these little things, these little, um, hopper things with a little handle and you, so you, normally you would take your, your set up your 12 cheeseburgers and you would grab your mustard and you would be like, dink, 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 mm-hmm. dink, dink, and click, 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 click. And you, it would do like five little dots yeah. of mustard. It was like perfectly portioned out. And then you would put that back and you would grab your, your ketchup and you would be like one, two, three, four, five, six, you're making six or yeah. whatever. And it would perfectly portion out your whatever. And then you put your pickle on there and your little onion or whatever. Man, when twenty nine cents cheeseburger, I was grabbing that that mustard. Was like, da ding, 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 da ding. We got so fast at doing hamburgers and cheeseburgers and like grabbing a handful. We would even do like the pickles and the and the onion on the same like ding, ding, da ding, da ding, Getting that little couple seconds faster. Yeah, but it made it so that I could make like twenty four cheeseburgers in the same time that it normally took to do. 12 cheeseburgers uh-huh. because of like the double of the action using both of your yeah. hands like left and right simultaneously and then like we would when we got done with the uh, like getting those 12 cheeseburgers through or whatever or 300 or whatever we would like grab the cheese and we would separate the cheese so that we had a big stack of like already separated oh, cheese yeah. because otherwise you have to separate each thing of cheese and so we, we would we would kind of uh Make it so that they you could easily see- boom a boom. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was just yeah. It was just crazy. We never cared so much until it was like ne- necessary. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that orange guy. Like we just would have got buried with angry people, and we didn't want the drive through yelling at us. Where's our twenty? Where's yeah. our sixty cheeseburgers? We're just oh my god, we had to do a twenty limit. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that that was just crazy. It was that the the necessity of needing to do some stuff faster that caused us to look at our process mm-hmm. and go like how can we streamline this how can we make it how can we shave precious seconds off of you know making these 12 cheeseburgers and we got to where we could almost do it like double yeah double, which that was never the standard before it was needed before this nugget heads decided <laughs> that 15 or 19 29 cent hamburgers and 39 cent cheeseburgers would be a good idea i think i think that is actually where the meaningful work comes out of a lot of the times too. Yeah, because it makes you think. It makes you have to think. It makes you have to care about someone. It mm-hmm. makes you have to, uh, until whether you agree with Tesla or not, until we, we can't drive gas cars for the rest of our lives. This is not going to work. Yeah. Like we, we, we realize that it's not the best for the like our econ- like for our world. It's not for our right. air. So whether you agree whether Tesla's doing it the best or not doesn't really matter. But th- someone's trying what they something. think because it became a necessity when yeah. cities have cannot breathe because of the smog. Mm-hmm. And when you make something, there's something to measure the standard against. Okay, once something's made, then you can be like, how can we make it better? Exactly. But until something like until that prototype is is invented and labored over and brought to life mm-hmm. and gotten out into the market then there's nothing to make better then it's just a dream yeah there's no there's no doing there's no shaving there's no perfecting there's no like they can't happen until something is built Mm -hmm. and done and it's become like 
a monopoly for the big companies that have just always been, you know? No, it becomes the opposite of a, no- a monopoly. But until be- until someone new comes in, it's a monopoly, though. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's the, yeah, it's that um, that competitor coming mm-hmm. up. I think it's so cool that competitors are coming up with the cars and stuff. But but getting back to, to work that is meaningful yeah. and work that fills your soul, I think that too often people, when they're young, they're so idealistic, they're so excited about the world, they haven't been like... Had a whole maybe a whole bunch of stuff happen. They want that like meaningful work and that work that fills your soul like so early. Yeah. But I think that it's actually like kind of what you brought up that it's actually the work that pays the bills and the work that um, challenges you and the and the work that that prepares you that makes it so that when you do step into that or you find that that work the work that's meaningful and the work that fills your soul it it makes you so much better prepared to actually be able to handle that work. The work that fills your soul is kind of reminds me of this, like the, that concept of find something that you would do for free and then do it so well that people pay you for it. Nah, yeah. Like you can't do that when you're 18 years old. No. But if you prepare yourself right and if you work right and if you learn how to work and if you get some good habits and you get some like mentors and maybe you like build some stuff into your life, then I feel like pretty early maybe by 20 maybe by 30 maybe 40 maybe 50 maybe sometimes not until 80 or 90 maybe not until you retire yeah but but you, built it. but you can find that work that fills your soul and you can find that thing that sets you on fire and mm-hmm. that that you would be like that you would do for free and then you do it really well so that people pay you for it yeah. it's really hard because like i mean i've only been a pastor for a year and a half but like yeah, through we, a pandemic it's been 10 years though <laughs> it's been 84 <laughs> years <laughs> for real though but like but i feel like i found like this at least for a part like this work that i would do for free but i really want to do it well and i and i appreciate that people are willing to pay me for it but it's and it's and i think we talked a little bit last episode about like knowing my worth and so you know, if for some reason something was happening and I needed to not take it, like I would still do. I love it. Yeah. But at the same time, I do know my worth. And at the same time, I do understand that it's a way, you know, it is a biblical concept to pay somebody what they're worth and to pay somebody for like being able to like help help people along and shepherd mm-hmm. people on their spiritual journey. And it is like such a such the type of work that is um you have to be careful about what you do and the way that you do it because like yeah. when you hurt when you make a mistake and when you hurt people like they take it into other parts of their lives just like when you make someone's life better spiritually yeah. they take that into all the other places in their lives too and so this concept of like us wanting to have work that fills our souls and wanting to have meaningful work really really early in our lives i feel like it's possible but it, but i don't feel like it's sustainable and i don't think that it's necessarily super possible to do it without making sure that you have that foundation of work that that just prepares you to be able to work and pays those bills and um like i think we were talking a couple episodes ago because i think that because you sort of like have this like commitment to other people's vision that when you sort of go towards like moving towards doing your work that fills your soul and like um inventing things and 
and innovating things and figuring out a different way to do, ways to do things and stuff like that, you're going to attract people that are like you that are going to buy into your vision and you're going to sort of perpetuate this cycle of, of people coming up, um, like attaching themselves sort of with people that have really good values and people that love people, people that are innovative, people that love creativity, people yeah. that that want for everybody around them to succeed. Like there's room for everybody to be able to do their job really, really well. There's room for everybody to be the best at what they do. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make sense, but it doesn't, but it does make sense. But, yeah. Like there, especially if you're, if you're um, comparing yourself only to yourself yesterday, like I'm the, I feel like I'm, about the best version that I've ever been, and mm-hmm. I'm excited that that's not the best I'll ever be. But I feel like I'm I'm pretty good ish <laughs> at what at what I do for the most part, most of the time. But um, so if you, I don't know, I'm kind of going to turn it over to you about what do you think about like how how we feel like people um, want to have meaningful work that fills their soul, like early i think i think more and more people are wanting that Mm -hmm. where it's not like um there's nothing wrong with you know just going getting into a job and working at it forever there's nothing um, we're not saying that there's nothing wrong with that well we just think that the workforce is changing it's just changing and i think part of that is people have to recognize that Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't will not recognize it and that's that's just how life is there are certain people that catch the vision there are certain people that don't and they'll eventually catch up but you have to be ahead of the game and that kind of stuff someone yeah because someone's got to be the first one to figure it out Mm -hmm. and decide lead that kind of maybe even unintentionally lead the way in that um but also I think, okay, when we talk about meaningful work, I think I'm like in my head, I'm, I'm going, going, going like, okay, what am I doing that's meaningful? What am I doing that's meaningful? But I want people to know that meaningful work to me is also providing someone a good meal is also. Well, it's, 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 uh, what's meaningful to you is not going to be yeah. what's meaningful to me. Yeah. But it's like, when I think of like meaningful, I'm not out there like in Uganda with Jane or, or um, right. Rwanda, I mean, mm-hmm. it, with Jane, you know, literally seeing people raised from the dead and healing and doing that. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. I'm, you know, I'm working at a restaurant and with kids. Right. But I'm also meaningfully raising, teaching kids how to not hit each other on the playground because when they're older, they can't and they'll... Somewhere in their subcon, like their um, mind, is when I told them, "Don't. That's not appropriate. That's not how you treat someone." Mm-hmm. You know, and then maybe one day they'll be in Rwanda taking over Jane's place, healing, mm-hmm. and seeing even crazier things going on, and mm-hmm. actually changing, like changing. So it's every little bit and piece of the small pieces equal the big pieces too. I think, and all this because it has to. There, there's got to be all of that going on simultaneously mm-hmm. to make it actually work. I feel like. So I think that some people have this mindset of when I get my meaningful work, then I'll start working hard. What no. do you think about that? I don't like that one bit because I think um, well, I, whether or not you like it, what, do you think it's true? Like, do you think it's possible for somebody to just suddenly that's fine. suddenly learn how to work? No. Once they have their no, I think you need it. You will like you'll figure it out eventually. I mm-hmm. think. Some people, maybe not, but I think for the most part, you know, there's some people that will start later on in life and they'll, they'll figure it out, yeah. you know, but now I'm like, now I look at them, I'm like, well, I'm, we're the, I'm 30, you're 20 and I, or, or I'm 20, you're 30 and you're, 
you're still not even at the place where I'm at with this because I started a little bit like I, I figured that out a little bit sooner. Yeah. So it's that's kind of a bummer because with time, it kind of is a bummer where you wish you would have figured it out 10 years earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, you people always say that I wish I would have known that when I was first starting my career. Yeah. Or I wish I would have known that when I first made this decision or what would I tell my what would I tell my high school self? You know, mm-hmm. that those type of things. Um, but I think you I think realistically it is healthier to start off with working the hardest you possibly can in the jobs that you don't really care for or like or don't see a future in because I guarantee when you look back you will you will be so thankful for the days that you showed up and you showed up on time and you did your job and even though it was sucky and all that you will be so thankful that you put in the time five ten years before because when you're Later on, you'll be so thankful that you've already done that. You already know how that works. You're not trying to figure it out now that you're 25 in a more competitive workplace. And now all of a sudden, you've, you've already surpassed people just because of simply showing up and yeah. simply working hard at the beginning, knowing mm. that you're storing this stuff away for later. We say that all the time in the church world. You're storing things up for later. Yeah. God's revealing things to you that you might not use right now but you better like learn how to use them now so that later in life you'll you'll know how you can pull them out of your bag Mm -hmm. you know you got to stay what do we we always say all the time like you've got to you've got to work these muscles because if if they never work they're going to atrophy and then when you need them they're not going to be there Mm -hmm. so work them out in the tough easy when you don't think it's necessary times because there'll be times when you'll need them and you can whip them out yeah well like cultivating that value for hard work before you get into your meaningful work, before you get into your work that fills your soul, mm-hmm. will make it so that you now don't have to try to build that muscle memory, is yeah. what I'm kind of hearing you say. Like, yeah. Like, learn your value for work and just, like, get that packed in. Like, I work hard. This is how. This is who I am. This is how I make my decisions. And then when you find yourself in those spaces and you're going to be able to art, go so much farther and you're going to be able to enjoy it a lot more yeah. because you already you're bringing wor- working hard as a part of who you are and so when you bring yourself you're bringing hard work already mm-hmm. because that's just who you are now. And I think you won't get burnt out as easily. I agree. Because okay, say we're going to go work for a charity, it's hard work doing some of the stuff that, you know, Jane's doing or mm-hmm. I'm thinking of other companies like Charity Water and just some things, you know, some different companies. Even it's just hard- w- producing a podcast and working at the church for free. Like yeah. you have two jobs where you get paid and now and you have two jobs where you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just. And you bring your hard work to both of them, to all four of them. Yeah. Or I try. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, but I think it's because I, I, yeah, I put in that time where I wasn't as busy and now I know how to, do, I just know how to do it. So I've just mm-hmm. Well, it's a value now. Yeah, it's become a value. Yeah. And so it's, it's just a part of who you are. So you bring it wherever you are, mm-hmm. which I think is, I think is just wonderful. I just don't, I don't, I disagree with the people that think that they can just be lazy and skate by. And no, then, not about that. And then, oh, once I find myself with some like meaningful, you know, perfect job at my doorstep and I don't have to do anything for it, then I'm suddenly going to be a rock star. Which like, you that's might. Just, I just don't think that yeah, that's the case. I don't think realistically. Or the, or the, the mentality of uh, I'm owed that. Like I'm owed something. Yeah. I don't think that's a good way to live by because it's I, i'm sorry it's just not gonna happen most likely yeah when with that owed mentality mm-hmm. of 
people that I'm owed this. So I, I will, I refuse to do that because I'm owed something better. No, that's different than um, being confident and knowing your worth. Two different things. For sure. But it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Just like. I love work. Obviously, by, by we're in part two of this. You mm-hmm. can tell that we both love to work. We both love to be busy and creative and learning things. And we love to like like work super hard so we can also have a lot of fun and go on vacation. And mm-hmm. like I'm so excited for my vacation. You're excited to go to Oregon because mm-hmm. you literally don't sleep a lot of the times. <laughs> and now you get to go have fun, you know? It yeah. makes the fun even funner, Yeah, I think. For sure. <laughs> and I think that that we like to also like um challenge each other Mm -hmm. and so that works too because like we know that we're kind of like challenging each other pulling each other pushing each other to like greater things and i think that maybe some people that come into our space might think it might kind of take it as like we're trying to get everything that we can out of people but it really isn't like that we're more of like like I believe in you and I think you believe in me. And so we're constantly like, we can do better. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, let's make the changes that let's be the front runners of change. Let's be the forerunners. But we also don't want to leave people behind, but we also want to go places with that. We haven't gone before Mm -hmm. and like in business and work in the church and in rest and you know, all that type of stuff. Like, and a lot of times that's catching people's vision too. Yeah. Like you have to catch people's vision. That's okay that someone might feel like we're stampeding away mm-hmm. and we're steamrolling. I don't think we are, but like it could feel like that to someone. Maybe that's mm-hmm. just because they don't haven't caught the vision that you're running. That's yeah. okay. Go find a vision that you want to catch on to. There's, I think Aaron McManus was saying that he worked for Charity Water, mm-hmm. which I love that company. I think they're awesome. I would love to help out at their company. It's mm-hmm. amazing. They do amazing things. And he was like, I had such a sucky attitude when I worked there mm. and it was horrible. But he's like, I love the company that he was, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's a great boss. Like, mm-hmm. but he's like, I just didn't have the vision with them. That's okay. Yeah. Now I'm running my own thing. I love them. They're doing their thing. Like it's okay to not mm-hmm. catch everyone's vision. That's perfectly okay. I yeah. cut you off. I'm sorry. No, not at all. I, I, I like that. Mm. <laughs> so what do you think? Um, what do you think work that, we kind of talked a little bit about what you what you think work that me- is meaningful is, but what about work that fills your fills your soul? Like, have you do, you're 22? Do you feel like you've like caught a glimpse of work that fills your soul? Uh, yes and no. Maybe I'm not sure. Some days, some days I sure feel like that, but other days I'm like, oh no, I what am I doing? Like, I'm just working, saving money. Like, am I even doing anything to help anybody? Like, but. At the same time, I'm like, okay, I'm taking this time intentionally mm-hmm. to learn. I'm reading articles. I'm watching videos. I'm learning and kind of figuring out where I want to put my stamp mm-hmm. on, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Because um, we always bring a part of ourselves to know to whatever we do. We yeah. can't help it because we're us. Yeah. So that's kind of, I don't know. I feel like as draining and like busy as working at a school is Mm -hmm. and like it's it's hard work because you're taking care of people's kids and you're constantly making sure they're safe and you're constantly making sure they're learning and they're growing Mm -hmm. and you're taking what you know and putting it to them so that they can do better and they can learn quicker and learn you know Mm -hmm. and uh but that honestly working at a school was probably one of the most 
soul-filling jobs mm. because I'm seeing these little humans who are growing into little people who will eventually become adults when I'm a thousand years old and they're taking on <laughs> the next thing. They're inventing the next when they decide, oh, electricity is not helping our like our world. We need to do away with electric cars. We need to figure out something else. Like they're the ones that we need cars that run on water I or any something. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. They're the ones that are gonna or do grass that. Grass clippings or <laughs> yeah, they're the ones that are gonna say, oh, we don't like this generation how they did the workplace. We want to do it. Th- this is a much better way. I'm so happy that I get a little piece of that, mm-hmm. and I get to share my values with them. You and you're not even going to be a thousand. You know that the age difference between you and I them know, but is what I less mean than the is, age difference between me and you. But when it's my time to be done and pass the baton. You're not going to be done, you dork. You're only but, 15 years older than but them. But there's at some point where they're going to do more. Like, yeah. I want them to do more. They're going to reach yeah. more. They're going to be more influential. They're going to go into places that I'm not going to be able to go into. Yeah. Just simply because of who I am, you know? Like, yeah. They're going to do a podcast that blows this one out of the water. Oh, my gosh. There's you know? pro- they're probably not even going to do podcasts. It'll probably yeah. be something else Who by knows? then. Who knows? But I love... And we'll be the old people like... <laughs> Remember when a and- podcast was a thing? You downloaded <laughs> we'll be- it on your phone. It was a Spotify. <laughs> That's how we're going to be. Oh, It's probably only going to be like in 10 years. We'll still be making yeah. old people podcasts. True. And they'll be like, I can't believe people geezers. are still making podcasts. Oh, yeah. my goodness. But that is soul filling to me. Soul filling is not so much of like, oh, I just get poured into and it's easy and I love it. And not I just at all. sit there. It's like, no, I'm tired most of the time and the kids annoy me and I mm-hmm. don't want to go back. And But like when I look back on it now in the summer, I'm like, oh my gosh, I learned so much from these kids mm-hmm. and I'm so happy that I get to be a part of their life. I think soul filling a part of it is just like, I like really believing that what you do is changing the world. Mm-hmm. Even the smallest little bit. Yeah. Even the, yeah, like the finding the moments of people taking someone's stressful day and giving them a good cup of coffee or taking someone's stressful day and saying, you know, hi to them at the grocery store. So you're bringing meaningful work to whatever you do. Yeah, I'm not looking for meaningful work. Oh, that's pretty fascinating. Why? Because I don't think a lot of people think that way. Oh. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really not looking for meaningful work. I'm not looking for the next charity I can go work for. You're looking to make your work meaningful. Yeah. Wow. In my daily life. Like, I'm not, I don't want to, when I go to the grocery store, I'm not looking to, like, make someone's day better, but it just happens because I'm just, that's what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to be nice to people and let someone in front of me or maybe not honk at someone who they're being stupid oh you're getting over your road rage no i'm trying (laughs) you're so funny but yeah so you think that you've kind of caught a wisp of like work that i mean obviously you have work that you do for free right now yeah or yeah and then you want to i think it's i think that you could do both of those things so well that people would pay you for it working for a podcast working for a church Mm mm-hmm I think people make money on podcasts. I think sometimes. so. Ambassadors. Oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think for me, that is the key is like bringing, like doing what I'm doing, doing my daily life as meaningful work, soul filling. Oh, man. What a beautiful mindset. I had never thought about that before. I don't know. I guess that's how I don't get burnt out. Yeah. Cause we talked about burnout. Like you talked about Christine and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people don't understand why I'm not burned out. To be honest, 
I one of the ways that I don't get burned out is I build rest into the rhythm of my life intentionally because yeah. I know that it's important. If the Lord says it's important, even if I don't think it's important, I can get caught up in my own sense of importance. I can get caught up into thinking incorrectly mm-hmm. that that you guys need me to be able to put on a quality service or be the best, which you you don't. I mean, we do. I mean, you don't, though, because like if like, I'm going to be gone for two weeks and I have the absolute highest amount of confidence that Alex is going to do an amazing job preaching. You yeah. guys are going to bring your best. You're going to make him sound awesome. You're, the worship is going to kick. But like people are going to be filled. People are going to be I'm not fed. I hate the word fed, but people are going to get something out of the message. And then the next week, Anne Jones is going to be speaking. Mm -hmm. And I have the absolute confidence that she is going to bring her best, that she's going to do an awesome message, that you guys are going to support her, be there for her, just like you do for me, that you're going to treat her as if she's me. Yeah. And that you guys are all going to treat all the people that are here as if they are important. Like, I I just have so much confidence. Like, you guys do not need me. Like, I (laughs) could take, I could take a month off and I would, I could come back and, I don't think that it would, that the quality would have gone down. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, I just, I just, I just think that that's, I just think that that's like the coolest thing that to like, to trust people that much, to Mm -hmm. be able to have a team that, that I'm that confident in. Yeah. That's a good place to be for a boss. Like I know my boss at Pizzico, she's gone right now and she, she probably knows that she could leave for a month and it would and, still be awesome. Yeah, and there's going to be things that come up and she's going to have to deal with them for and sure. things. You know, we're not the boss. But for the most part, she can trust that we're going to show up. We're going to show up on time. We're going to keep the standard exactly the same as if she was standing right there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm not going to be talking. I'm not going to be handing out a poorly done piece of food. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to treat someone poorly because she's not there, yeah. you know. And that's a cool – as a owner that would that's an awesome place to be like mm-hmm. when you can leave your company and it can run and function and make a profit still For and sure. you're not there to your standard that you want it to be mm-hmm. that's a cool place to be like yeah but it takes some good coworkers and some i mean some good employees too so yeah. you're an employee you're helping your you're helping your company like you're helping them a lot of people like to say like i'm not working for you know don't stop working for the man i'm like well someone's got to do it and someone's <laughs> got to do it well or else we're someone's not going to make this pizza it's we're not going to make itself have, yeah we're not going to have anything if we don't if people aren't willing to go under people and support them you know catch their vision we won't have starbucks we won't have anything yeah for sure it's kind of crazy thinking about like how how everything like works yeah it's bizarre but what would you say like you've asked me now i want to ask you okay you're a meaningful soul filling like how do you go about that Mm, I one of the things I, and I think that I've caught more than a glimpse of like work that fills my soul just because I've found in the last like I don't know probably like eight or ten years or whatever just a passion for I always thought when I when I was a kid I thought that I would be a teacher yeah. I just didn't know that I would be a teacher the way that I am Ooh, now yeah. like I feel like teachers are everywhere yeah. Teachers are in every facet of society. They're in your workplaces. They're your moms or your dads. They're in schools, of course. But um, but just having that that love for just seeing people, that light bulb click on, for seeing people grow, for pe- mm-hmm. seeing people take uh, 
take their lives back into their own hands and understand that they're the ones that are driving their own lives, that they're not victims of, of circumstances, that they can change anything that they want to change. You can change your mindset. You can change your learning, how much you know. You can stay a constant learner. You can change your, your body composition. Like You can change your health. You can everything, everything about your life. You are the the literally the only one that can actually make do the work to create the change now we can have people that influence us to change or what changes we should be making but just like i i feel like i found just a real passion for seeing people grow Mm -hmm. and influencing them in what i what i think i have found are the are really healthy in good ways you know imparting habits um imparting mindset Thing, some people might not have ever thought to th- think about the type of work that they've done and the type of work that has, like what it has prepared them for. And, or to even, some people might not even think of work as something that you could even be passionate about. Yeah. It's just um, what you do. Yeah, for sure. And so I just feel like I've, I, um, that I would lead a church for free, that I would, um, mentor someone for free and, and coach someone for free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just feel like there's just seeing people um, be the best version of themselves is just so highly important to me. Like, I just love it. It's what sets me on fire. It's what gets me up in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, um, but but at the same time, I do a ton of stuff. And there's a lot of people that don't understand why I do all the things that I do. But one thing that I do is I'm constantly, not constantly, but in my self-evaluations, in my, um, you know, step back times where I'm looking back and going or stepping sort of out of my life and looking at my life and, and deciding like what directions I'm going to go in certain ways. And am I going to keep going this direction? Am I going to put this thing down? Am I going to pick this thing up? Can I fit this into my life? Even with making a podcast, we had to, we had to really look at our lives and go like, can can we we really fit it in? Yeah. And both of us have really discovered that it has a joy to set this time apart for it Yeah. to, look at our lives to think of things to say things to talk about to spend time with each other to get to know each other to spend the time i mean you spend you know time editing it and and doing all this work that i don't do and mm-hmm. so you know producing it doing everything i just come here and talk for a while and you just take care of everything else and right. so <laughs> um I'm not, I'm not devaluing what i bring i'm just saying that there's just so much more that 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 there is to it than just showing up recording a talk and just popping it on the internet and boom bing bang boom we're done you know what i'm saying but like um i'm in my self-assessment time i understand that the lord gives me grace for certain things and there's been seasons in my life when i had grace which is like his power working in me to try to 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 give me energy to give me strength to to make it easier these different avenues that i've gone down in my life and so i'm constantly asking him in my self-assessment time like do i have grace for this in this season yeah am i supposed to pick this up right now and i felt like with the podcast yes i was supposed to but sometimes i want to grow in certain things and the lord's like no like i wanted for a while i was learning how to play the drums and i really felt like he was just saying no that's a distraction from something else and so so that's why i say i i do play the drums very poorly (laughs) i love it it's really fun but it's not something that I'm supposed to be prioritizing in my life right now. Yeah. And so um, I had to go through a season in my work where I was just like, I know for the next two years, and it was just such a long transition 
that because uh, we had gotten down to like three employees. Oh my gosh! And so I knew that it was going to take me probably two years to get up to an acceptable amount of employees that to where I wasn't having to work a hundred hours of overtime uh-huh. a month, which was so much. It was so hard trying to do help, trying to do ministry, trying to work all the overtime. Sometimes I would work graveyard, get off at eight o'clock in the morning, drive here to Rio Del, get here at eight thirty, lead worship, sometimes preach get home, you know, maybe go out to lunch with people or whatever it was. Go to sleep. Like, seriously, I wouldn't go to sleep until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock midnight on those nights. But, but the, the reason why though, is because I understood that the Lord was calling me to those things. He was, he knew that he knew that I was going to be in overtime season. He knew that he knew that, um, that these things were going to be required for me, uh, you know, as a church leader, that type of thing. But what happened was, is, right about the time that I took over the senior pastor job was right about the time when we got up to sort of like not a great amount of employees, but at least enough that maybe I only had to work 60 hours of overtime a week instead yeah. of a hundred. Or, uh, I mean, 60 hours a month instead of a hundred a month. Yeah. And then now a year later, I'm to the point where I don't have to work overtime if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, 10 employees now instead of three and two of them are in training. So, but they at least are, they're, they're able to like take some of the burden yeah. away. And so even like I felt that there was going to be a, I could still do it, but I didn't have to anymore. Like yeah. when it came to like leading worship. And so when, when it kind of came time and you guys were like recognizing like, Hey, this is what I think we're going to kind of move towards. And I knew that people like didn't want to hurt my feelings or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. but it was just really nice to, to have like i think that we're good you don't you don't really need to lead worship every week anymore that type of thing so so like i know that it's still one of those things that like i can if i want to but i'm not like called to it right now yeah and i'm and i'm glad about that and so i guess that's a really long way of saying that one of the reasons one of the things that like drives me with my meaningful work is really checking in with the lord about what i should and shouldn't be doing and if i feel like I should be doing something, focusing on something like right now, um, reading books Mm -hmm. and doing stuff that, that I feel like is going to invest in my future that I have, I have, I feel like I have a foggy vision of what my future is going to be like. I don't have like a clear, concise, laid out (laughs) what, what my future is going to be like, but I feel like I have a pretty good idea of generally like a foggy idea Mm -hmm. of what it could be. And so I want, I love Erwin McManus. He talks about building your, you know, one of the best things that you're ever going to create is your own life. Yeah. You know, and he, he talks about like, um, creating a humans create futures. And I'm just like, oh, that just sets me on fire. And then he wrote that he wrote the book that me and you were kind of mm-hmm. going to start going gonna through. Start it. Um, uh, it's not the artisan soul. It's oh, wide awake. Wide awake. Where he where I, he says that it's about building the life that you want to have. And so I don't know why, but I feel like the Lord is like, I want for you and Sage to like he. I feel like he w- he wants for me and you to sort of like do this together. Yeah. And I think it's kind of cool because I feel like. You know, you're becoming a pretty good friend to me, and I like yeah. that. And, and we like, spend a lot of time together I now. Know. But like, I want to invest in you and your future, and I know that you want to invest in me and my future. And right now, the Lord has us sort of on this path. I don't know if we'll still be hanging out in 20 years, but I mean, I think it will be cool. Yeah, I, I have a feeling we'll probably still be keeping in touch. But I want for as long as me and you are together to be like 
believing in you, just like equipping you, giving you wisdom, like not even like mentoring you, but just kind of like doing life together a little bit. Yeah. And so I just feel like I want to make the most out of the time that we have together and learn them sure. as much as I can from you. And I love that you are learning stuff from me too. Yeah, I just sit here and listen and I'm like, wow, I'm learning so much. Like I, I really <laughs> do. I, I learn so much and I love it. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's it's something that I didn't think I, I, when we start, first started the podcast, I, I didn't think that that's, that's how I would feel about it. Yeah. But I sit here and I listen and I'm like, wow, I'm learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Not only just about you, but about like, I'm actually learning like th- things that I will put into my life for the future. Yeah. And you're really big on that. Like you're really into investing into your future, like mm-hmm. building the blocks now that will help, like that will later on down the road, you will, like we've been saying, like you'll be able to pull from and help yourself and like build yourself up, be better, like do more, do make, build your life up. Yeah. I never knew that I could build my life. I'm not kidding until probably this year. Yeah. Until I started watching Battle Ready, which I got from you um, and Tara, I think. Yeah, my mom. But I, I didn't know that I could, I could literally create my own life and my own future. Mm-hmm. Like I really did not know that. I just figured like somebody else was driving. But And as much as I'm learning about driving my own life and how much values drive my life and how my decision-making process and wanting to really understand and break that down. Like what drives me, what motivates me, what sets me on fire, what, what's meaningful, what would I do for free? What do I need to be doing so well that people will pay me for it? (laughs) Like what's my future going to look like? It's just so exciting. And, and realizing how much I'm the only one, no one else can do this for me. Yeah. I'm the only one that can make any change to make my future better. And I'm the only one that can decide if I'm going to invest in other people's futures. And so the more I'm really realizing about how much power I have in my own life, I want everyone else to know it too. Yeah. And I want for my life to be something that people look at and they go like, if she can do it, I can do it. And it's not hard. It just ta- it takes being willing to do the stuff that no one else is willing to do if you want to have the stuff that no one else has. Or even to have stuff that people that people do have. Like why are why do you have seven companies? Uh-huh. Why like how do you do this? And I feel like what God is doing in my life as a 43-year-old the 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 load that I'm carrying and just like the juggling and like doing all this stuff is preparing me for my future and and if what we are sure. now later we're going to be more what if I'm what if I'm being prepared to be the leader of seven companies Right now, I'm the leader of one dispatch center and one church, and one, and me and my husband lead a family. Yeah. Um. So that's three things, and I'm the leader of myself. You know what I mean? And myself is one of the is absolutely the most important person that I'm ever going to lead. And so, what if I am being prepared for bigger stuff when I'm 50, when I'm 60, when I'm 70, and and maybe I will be like John Maxwell when I'm 75, writing books and influencing nations and influencing big leaders and stuff, mm-hmm. like. I am the only one that's in charge, though, of choosing what I'm going to do, what I'm going to invest in, what I'm going to partner with, and creating my own creating future. Creating future, yeah. And that's so exciting. It is so exciting. I love that. One of my friends, we always talk about, she works for 
a company. I'm, I, d- I don't want to say anything like that, like what she who she works for, or anything like that. But she works for a company, and we she's always saying, "I'm fixing to be the boss. Like I'm fixing to own this thing one day." Mm-hmm. We, we, whether she's joking or we all joking, like whether she's really going to be, it's that mentality of like, "I'm fi- no, I'm fixing to be the boss. I'm like, growing. I'm going yes, somewhere. I'm putting in the work right now, so that someday." Maybe I do want to be the boss. Maybe I will be the owner. Maybe I will, you know, I'm putting in the work and I'm doing it. I'm building this life of like excitement and putting the hard work in. And I'm maybe when I'm 50 or whatever, I'll, I'll be, you know, able to do more. It's so exciting to me yeah. to like build this and talk about it encourage people have people encourage me then out of that I can encourage someone else and it's like I thrive around people who are always doing more and you know have high expectations of their life mm-hmm. I just I thrive in that I think what you who you surround yourself with matters yeah and I and I think what you do matters mm-hmm. and that's literally what we've been saying this whole time for mm-hmm. the, how many episodes <laughs> I don't know like th- I feel All like that's what my life is saying you know yeah. what we do matters and who we surround ourselves with matters I just think it's I I mean the things that we ha- the things that we do the habits that we build all that type of stuff you know I think that it's important to if you want like whatever future you want to go towards whatever you are now you're going to be more mm-hmm. of when you're when you're if you if you have a bent towards like being creative or being an artist or building businesses and that type of stuff, man, get some friends that are building businesses and do what they do. Yeah. If you want to be great at finances, get with people that are great with finances mm-hmm. and do what they do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just think that there's certain things that we can build into our lives that can, that can invest in our futures. And those are a couple things. And you know, another thing is, being willing to take feedback, not only being willing to receive feedback and apply it to your life mm-hmm. if you've decided that it's good feedback. Yeah, but learning to, the good and the bad feedback. Yeah, like picking out, just taking every little piece of feedback that you get, even if you don't like who it came from, and just taking it and just going, is there anything, mm-hmm. any shred of anything that I need to take from this? Yeah. And yeah, you sometimes you will just throw it all out. Sometimes because you need to flush it. Because sometimes it's not healthy and it will backtrack you. For sure. But at least taking it and just going, is there anything that I can learn from this? Especially the bad feedback. I think that's sometimes the most important feedback. Not, I don't want to hear a million times that that my message was awesome. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I want to hear like, this was good. This was bad. This I didn't understand. Sometimes I listen to my messages and I'm just like, what the heck was I even saying? I totally said the wrong word there. It was something that I said during one of my messages recently. It was like, I, I meant to say, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers. Mm-hmm. But I kept saying, heal the sick, raise the, raise the dead, cast out lepers. I said it like four times, and I never caught that I was saying it. I never said it right, the whole entire thing. And I'm like, I wonder if people think that I really meant cast out lepers. Like, like what the push heck? Push them away. <laughs> no, that you're is like, not... You're like, no, but I think people know you, so they I know hope... what you're meaning, you know? I hope that no, like, YouTube person ever, like, They just pulls catch that, that up clip. And... Jennifer Campbell out of Rio... The Journey Humble in Rio del California. Oh Listen to this. Oh, my gosh. I'm not even the joking. The hypocrisy of it all. <laughs> I know, and I just screwed up. You know what I mean? I yeah. just said the wrong word. I don't. Oh, I said something this last week about Jesus sending his son. I was like, what? No, that's not right. <laughs> I listened to it again. <laughs> Gosh. And I, and I get so irritated when I say the wrong thing. Yeah. When it's like, because I know that some people know, most people know me, the people in the church For know sure. me. And they know that that's not what I meant. Yeah. But I still said it. And so there's going to be somebody somewhere 
I'm my own biggest critic, though, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> but receiving feedback and seeking out feedback is... Yeah. Is um, important. And self, super, we super talked about self-assessment. Yeah. Like, self-assessing how we're doing, what we're doing, why we're doing it, mm-hmm. if we're doing it good, bad, ugly, you know, all that stuff. It's important to, like, go for that stuff. For and, sure. But I think we've come to the conclusion that, like, we both, it sounds like we both are soul, like, we're the soul-filling jobs that we're looking for is... I don't know. It, when you talk about it, I'm, it's sounding like your daily life is that that's what you're doing. You've created this lifestyle of soul filling. And it doesn't feel like that to me because I live in the day to day. But when you are able to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of can recognize and go, wow, wait, I am. Yeah. But then like for me also, I'm just like. Sometimes I will literally sit on my couch and wonder, like, what I'm doing with my life. Oh, am, everyone am I, does it. I do I, that, yeah. <laughs> am I influencing anyone? Mm-hmm. Is Am I helping what anyone? What am I doing? I feel that all the time. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. I think that's very normal, but realizing that that's not true. But then some people, I think, don't care if they're helping other people. They only care if they're helping themselves. Well, that's different. But, that's, it, but <laughs> I think it's weird to to dedicate, like, you know, so much of my life to really wanting people to understand the Bible because Mm -hmm. I really believe that that holds the truth and the, and the, um, the keys to every single problem in the world, but to, to teach it and try to live it as much as I can. And then still wonder, am I helping anyone? Am I influencing anyone? Mm -hmm. Like what the heck? Then you're crazy. (laughs) That's what you got to come down to. It's like, wait, what? No, that's a lie. Anyway. Yeah. My goodness. My stars. I love that shirt. She has a shirt that says, oh, my stars. <laughs> and it's amazing. And I really like it. <laughs> Next time I speak at chapel. Please. I'm wearing it. Maybe for Sunday. Okay. All right. We're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening to us yeah. talk about work for two Part two, hours. I know. Two episodes. Two episodes. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll release them on the same day. Maybe we'll release them a we'll week apart. Who knows? But um, I hope that you guys got something out of it. I yeah. hope you liked it. I hope you learned something. I hope you were inspired. I hope that we were uh, you have real to take. with you. Yeah. You have something to take to your what you're doing, like, and you or put some verbiage to how you're feeling. I love when I listen to podcasts and I can hear, I can take some verbiage and put it to how I'm feeling. So the last episode, we asked you to tell us what your first job was and what Ooh, you yeah. got from it. If it was like work that just paid the bills, or mm-hmm. or was it preparing you and you didn't realize it. So this time after listening, I want to hear what you're doing that you didn't realize was meaningful work or work that filled your soul, Yeah. whether you get paid or not. And then, um, yeah, just let us know. We want to hear in the comments. Um, yeah. Wanna, I want to give a shout out to some of our, uh, to your mom, because <laughs> she's, a, she's a teacher at the school that mm-hmm. I'm on the board and you work at. And... Um, it's kind of one of those jobs where I like, okay, I'm on the board, right? And I, and I know like how much people work, how much they love the kids, like what quality of people we have there Mm -hmm. working at the school. And I just sit there and I go like, there's how on earth do we have so many really awesome people at this place? You know what I mean? Like 
they have to have the only way that that many amazing people are at the same place. Number one, the, the Lord is absolutely involved. Mm-hmm. But number two, they, I feel like there's no way they could possibly do that job without realizing that it is soul filling me absolutely crazy meaningful like work like Mm -hmm. they have the coolest i call it ministry yeah just the coolest ministry to be able to create this family atmosphere to be able to teach kids and like impart wisdom and impart values and teach them how to interact with each other and how to interact with God and how God is so good and how God is so faithful and wonderful and just amazing. It's amazing. It really is. I It blows me away. I'm just like, you guys should be making like three times more money at some other company. You know what I mean? It, yeah. dri- it, it dry. I don't even understand it. And it, but, uh, and it makes me like overwhelming. It makes me cry every time I think about <laughs> just the, just the the Lord has just given that place just these amazing people, and so um, everybody that listens to this place that works at um, New anyway. Life Christian School, I just want to like let you know how much I can't even believe how sacrificially wonderful you are, and that yeah. you guys. I, I hope that you guys know what amazing and meaningful and beautiful work that you guys are doing for the kingdom of God and for humanity here on this earth, and um, I hope that you that you guys every once in a while get glimpses of like the the really awesome work that you do. And um, I don't know if anybody else besides your mom listens to the podcast. Yeah, Susan. Oh, does she? Oh, good. Okay. Well, Mrs. Nat, you're in there. And um, if your grandma listens, oh yeah, yeah, there's a few other people that, yeah. Gaga, I just, I want to throw you in there, Karen, if you in there. Um, just anybody that I know, or I don't know, maybe I don't even know them, but I just believe in what you guys are doing so much. And I just, I just see eternity in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to appreciate you guys so much publicly. There we go. All right. Love you guys so much. We'll see you on the next episode of 95 Bellevue.